0: Hello, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Today, we are chatting with Ned Phillips and Mike Larson of Bamboo, a best of show winner on stage at Finnovate Fall here. Uh, Ned, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem, Greg. Good to be on your show. Good to hear your voice again. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. So obviously, you know, we've had a couple of these episodes now. People should at this point know that all of the videos from Finnovate Fall are available at finnovate.com. You should check out what Bamboo showed up on stage there. But for people who haven't seen the video yet, I'd like to start by just giving them a quick overview of what Bamboo is all about. Yeah, so uh, thanks,
1: Greg. Uh, We are a B2B wealth tech. So what does that mean? Uh, We design, build, and deploy those robo-advisory or saving investment apps for financial institutions. So if a financial institution wants its own betterment or its own wealth front, they come to us for the tech and we build it. And on Finovate, we built one on stage in seven minutes.
0: Yeah, it was really fun to see. And it was amazing how quickly you were able to do it. Um, so, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the background here, because your background is fascinating, particularly your background with Finnovate. I think your first time on stage was in Hong Kong in 2016. You've also been on stage in Africa and Europe and one Best of Show now uh, at Finnovate Fall. You've taken home trophies on three different continents, which is pretty impressive. How has Bamboo evolved over that time? Yeah, look, thank you for that shout out. We
1: appreciate it. And I think, you know, we've always focused pretty hard on Finovate. We know you guys are, well, I was going to say pretty legit, but you're definitely legit. You've been around <laughs> 10 years and more. So we know it's uh, good to be there. But, you know, look, we're five and a half years old. And I, uh, when we started, we you know always the same thing, B2B wealth tech. And I think when we first presented in Finovate, you know, we're based out of Singapore. So obviously tried to win it in Asia. And I'll never forget, I think it was you, Greg, who had to gently but repeatedly remind me that it wasn't a PowerPoint. It was a live demo. And I kept saying, oh, you mean a different kind of PowerPoint? I, for some reason, <laughs> I couldn't get it through my brain. And I think at the end, you were like, Ned, it's a live demo. Very slowly and clearly. So I could understand. I was like, oh, crap. Let's go. My sales guy then, I said to Nick, we're going to go on stage and just do a pitch like we do to a client. We're going to show it. And I think we were on last and it worked quite well, I think, because maybe it was quite natural. We were lucky to win that. And then, you know, so we've grown up, you know, we used to, we started by you know, we had one or two clients back then you know maybe 20 people serving a, you know a small number of savers and investors today we're serving clients in 18 countries, over 20 financial institutions you know, over half a million end investors. so it's growing a lot. and, and yeah Mike, how was it you know I uh, we, we, me and Mike did that demo Mike joined us a year ago and uh, Mike, how do you see it from your perspective? I mean I see it from the whole way through but from your just over first year at bamboo in in America?
2: Oh, it was really exciting being on stage at Finnovate and just amazing to take home one of the trophies. Um, like they say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So it's just absolutely fantastic. And I like to joke one day too, when we have a, a large office in New York with a whole team of sales reps, marketers, and and, and six customer success people that will have a whole uh, shelf filled with nice sparkling glass trophies.
0: <laughs> good to have that ambition. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it's been great. And I, as I said, I, you know, people should definitely watch the video up there on, on finivate.com because it is a really interesting demo. Obviously, the fact that you're able to build it in seven minutes was really cool. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, you know, if you look at your customer list, you've got some really big companies and really large financial institutions among your customers. The demo this time, we kind of focused on smaller financial institutions. Now, I don't necessarily want to take this to a doom and gloom place, but what's the reality facing? Those smaller FIs right now. Yeah, I mean, it's doom
1: and gloom if they don't do some tech. It doesn't have to be all bamboo tech. But I, I heard someone had a phrase, it's not that it's a zero-sum game. So let's say you're an advisor. It's not that you are out of business. You're only out of business if you do no tech. You know, let's maybe you do 10%, 20%, but get on get on the path. It's doom and gloom if you just shut the door or shut your mind to tech. And I think it's great to see. And we saw it for advisors, smaller FIs coming there and, you know, understanding, look, they're a bit lost. They're not sure what to do, but, you know, if they're turning up to Finnovate, they're miles ahead of some of their competitors, who not. And I think it's what we we're trying to do in the demo, you know, to be able to show. And, uh, you know, uh, Mike played the part perfectly. Uh, or maybe, Mike, you can you can explain how we showed to advisors that it's not the end of the world if, uh, you know, with tech, it's actually a, a huge benefit for them. Yeah, I personally really enjoy um,
2: sometimes selling to the smaller businesses because the people I talk to um, are really emotionally and personally invested uh, in their firm. So when you show them these products and you say, you know, you can increase your, your assets under management by X, or you can have happy customers that are then in turn uh, recommending their children and family members to invest with you, um, it really it resonates uh, on a more deeper level when you talk to the, small, the smaller businesses, right? Because they have that Again, personal and uh, emotional investment in their firm too. Whereas, you know, sometimes when you're talking to an enterprise firm <laughs> that wants their own betterment, welfare and acorns, you're, you know, talking to someone who's been at the company for a few years, and they're coming in, they're putting their hours in, and they don't have that same, you know, emotional investment that sometimes the small business owners have.
0: Yeah, it's that question of kind of personal commitment to it, right? I think a lot of the small banks do have this uh, mentality where they kind of, you know, the the executives sort of live and breathe their organization in a way that is not always the case at some uh, of the larger firms. Now, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here because certainly there are people who are driving change and feel very personally responsible for what their organizations are doing at larger FIs. But with community banks, you see those people who have to wear a number of different hats in the organization. They take, again, real personal ownership of how the bank does. And I would imagine that makes the conversation really different. Um, Yeah, I think my my next question is, why robo-advisors in particular? What about that technology in particular makes it so important for financial institutions of all sizes?
1: Oh, well, uh, I, uh, our very first, so uh, I know, Greg, you've been on our podcast. So I know you know we have a podcast, but our very first podcast that we did, the title was Wealth Tech Sucks. <laughs> and what, we weren't trying to say Bamboo Tech Sucks. But what we were trying to say is that for the majority of people in wealth, whether it's a bank, an uh, FI, an asset manager, a small advisor... There hasn't been a lot of great wealth solutions, and indeed, customers haven't had a great digital experience. It's been quite offline, human-driven, not so scalable, not so easy, and you know, not a delightful customer experience. And I think, you know, we, you know, we're in the wealth space, we're in robo-advisory, and I think it's like it's just a massive opportunity. You know, like I'm 54, I've been selling tech and financial services for 30 years, and I've never seen such an opportunity. And so, when you say why this, it, it is because I think it's been a really underserved. Underappreciated area is that you know people with enough money had a financial advisor, but it was pretty manual. Now that's getting digitized, and the people who were just starting to invest who had hundred dollars before they had no options because an advisor wouldn't talk to them. So they had hundred dollars. Now they can go digital. So really, across the whole spectrum, there is huge advances that need to be made. Like I'm super glad I'm not trying to take on Netflix or Spotify or so Facebook. They've they got some pretty slick tech in wealth. The tech is not slick yet. And I think we're just at the beginning of making it incredibly slick. And that's why it's I mean, I feel super lucky that we're
0: in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the question too is you you obviously you can see how end users benefit by being able to understand how their financial decisions will impact their financial futures. Um, how do the banks in particular benefit from being able to bring this technology into their own stacks? I mean, Mike, I'll throw that to
1: you because you know, uh, in reality, bamboo is really targeting people who are uh, earlier on in their investing kind of life cycle. So maybe Mike, it might be I'm a, I'm a, unfortunately time has not been a kinder to me, so I'm at the other end of that. But Mike, you still have plenty of years to be a great investor. So man, why don't you why don't you answer that one? <laughs> so I'll build I'll build upon a
2: bit of what Ned was talking about with the last question too, right? Um, you know, we're finding that there's a bit of an advice gap uh, happening in the world of of wealth management wealth. Advice, right? Um, the people who have lots of money, they often get the best advice, and their their manage their money is managed um, the best for them, right? And you know, oftentimes there's asset minimums, right, where you have to have at least two hundred grand to meet with an advisor. And unfortunately, a lot of the people who are just starting to save and invest for their futures don't get any advice whatsoever. Um, you know, they weren't taught how to uh, balance a personal budget in college, right? So I think the The robo's are a great way to kind of help those people save and invest for their future, right? Like I, for example, used Acorns when I was fresh out of college, and I knew I needed to save an emergency account, right? And the way this all ties into the banks being able to build success, right, is via economies of scale, right? Um, You know, you could manage one person who has two hundred thousand dollars to invest, or digitally, right, you could have thousands of people coming in that are all investing a couple hundred dollars or a couple grand, right? And you know, I like to joke that Acorns, the average assets per investor is only something like four or $500, but they recently just, uh, um, I believe they went public via SPAC for something like $2.2 billion, right? So even though their average investor only is a few hundred dollars with their platform, they're, they've found wild amounts of success, right, via economies of scale.
0: So no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And thinking about the way you talk about it like that, it's easy to see how this is an attractive solution for smaller financial institutions who are looking to make sure that they stay relevant, that they're able to keep customers not just engaged, but engaged with their particular brand. And so it's easy to see why this is something which a lot of smaller FIs would be pretty interested in. Um, I'd like to take a step back, though, because I know you've worked, as I mentioned earlier, with some very large companies, too. What would you say are the biggest differences you've had in how you present the product or even the product itself as you've sort of shifted from some of those larger financial institutions to the smaller ones? Yeah, like I think the biggest biggest difference with a larger financial
1: institution, it's got to fit into the strategy of the overall firm. So where are they going with digital overall? So, you know, a large FI. You know, might not just have wealth, they might have lending and payments, et cetera. So you're part of a bigger kind of strategy. But when you go to the smaller FIs, as Mike had mentioned, you know, you're talking to the owner maybe, it's only wealth. And what they really focus with, they're not like, oh, should I do digital? How do I do it? They're not really sure what to do. And like a bamboo go, we can do it quickly, there's no upfront cost. Other people have used it, so it's minimizing the risk. And we're only going to charge you on success, i.e. when customers fund it. And when you're a small business, that's what you want to hear. Minimize the risk. Don't be the first. And get charged on success. And I think that's the key differential. And that's what we've learned. You know, when we're going to enterprise, it's seven figures because there's a huge amount of integration. It's part of strategies, a lot to do. And of course, we love, you know, we work with Franklin and Standard Charter and HSBC, and some of large firms. But that's the biggest difference. It's a really different methodology of thought because they're not trying to work out all the different digital strategies and come back to you and think about it. They're like, hey, I heard a of bamboo. You guys seem to know what you're doing, other people are using you. And I can use this, at, I'm not going to say no risk, but no upfront cost, s- simple tech integration. And we pay when customers fund us. All right, that makes sense. So I think that's the biggest difference. That's how, you know, that's how we see it. And, and, and that's not just in the US. That's a fairly generic tech sales. I mean, Mike, as you said, you, you specialize in selling tech you know, in your previous roles to small businesses. It is more of that, You know, take away the risk of buying the tech rather than what is the tech itself, right?
2: Yeah, and I would just say, too, that um, now, of course, Bamboo, we offer a whole suite of products, right? But our, our two main ones are the Bamboo Build, right, uh, which is the more bespoke, customized, white glove approach, right? And usually when I'm talking to enterprise firms and I describe that, they say, yeah, that's what we want. We want our very own Betterment Wealth front acorns. Um, bamboo Go, right, which is what we showed at Finovate, is our out-of-the-box, ready-to-go, software-as-a-service, a uh, solution right when i talk to the smaller uh, businesses usually that they say yeah that's what i want i want something that's quick easily deployable and i can get it i can get it going in a few weeks right so yeah. just to, just to build upon what ned was saying
0: yeah no it makes sense it um, uh, looks like we're about out of time. I'd like to end on something that's a little bit more frivolous, because obviously, you know, we've talked about, uh, Ned, you being all over the world, having come to Finnovates in multiple continents, one in multiple continents right now. And I think this is a question that a lot of people in the fintech space are asking, who's winning? Which region is winning the fintech race right now? And particularly what I'm curious about is, where do you think customers are receiving the best experience? Those end users, where are they getting the most from their banks, from a digital standpoint standpoint. Is there anything you can share there?
1: Yeah, sure. You're right. Look, I, you know, from the UK, grown up, or grew up in the UK, originally from Australia, worked in uh, Asia a lot and doing a lot of business in America. So I have a bit of a view. India is one place that is modernizing at such a rapid pace. They love tech and across everything from food delivery to taxis to banking to financial services. The amount of people launching startups, customers almost have an embarrassing richness of different applications to choose from, maybe maybe even too many. But I think India is a place that customers are getting an amazing leap forward. You know, America has been having tech innovation for quite a long time, obviously. But I would say India is in the one area, it's incredibly interesting. You know, stock trading is kind of newer there, investing is newer. They've always invested in things like physical gold, but it can all be on the phone. I would absolutely keep an eye on India. You know, obviously it's a huge country and if you look at it Microsoft run by someone from India same with Google I think they they have made a huge impact in tech not just within their country and I think you know China's a lot of impact on tech within their country but India's the one place I think huge opportunity growing really quickly so uh, yeah India would be the place that I think is probably doing the best from that perspective.
0: Excellent. No, I think that's great. It'll be interesting to see what continues to happen there. And as you say, it is a big country. There's a lot of opportunity there. There's a lot of talent there. Um, so as, as they say, you know, watch this space. We'll see what happens here. Well, um, I want to thank you both, uh, Mike and Ned, for coming on the podcast. Congratulations again on winning Best of Show in New York in September, adding another one to the trophy cabinet there. I look forward to seeing how Bamboo continues to evolve. And yeah, it's been a pleasure
1: yeah and absolutely and i think i would love to look Or well, greg we love being a Finovate. you will see us in london we i don't know if it's uh arrogant to say we always want to win i think everyone should want to win i just think <laughs> that in my brain so we'll see us in london good luck to everyone else but we're going to try and win that we appreciate it and i think this is a little to take out uh uh, in New York, the day before our presentation, uh, I think as we mentioned to you before, we'd done our little presentation on stage, practice the day before. Then when all the lights went out, we kind of asked the security man, can we come back on stage? And we spent, I don't know, an hour and a half, it was Mike's idea uh, for us to come back on stage when it was dark and we practiced and practiced and practiced, felt like the kicker taking, taking kicks and goals at the end of it. So I don't know, Mike, for me, that was actually the winning was an absolute highlight, but that little bit, doing what we think the other people were doing by doing the extra bit to try and win it that was my highlight i really enjoyed that we had
2: a lot of fun too laughing uh uh, you know fortunately in front of an empty stage right practicing (laughs) but that's also uh greg that's also where we actually came up with most of our jokes too for our presentation we were kind of building upon each other trying to come you know just to get the audience excited and you know laughing during a presentation i think that made a big difference too so yeah that was quite fun then
0: no, totally. But now you let the secret out of the bag. Now that you're not going to have that empty space in London, you'll be fighting other people for yeah. the the empty stage. We'll have to. I, I, I'm writing a note right now. Add additional security just to yeah, keep a exactly. lid on everything that you guys are going to kick off. But, but here's the crazy thing, Greg. I've told people this before.
1: Like, it's why is you know why you know you still don't see you know, anybody could sneak into a stadium, take kicks and goals to try and practice. I'm always fascinated that people don't. I, you, you're right. Even if you have good security, we're going to sneak in and practice because it's the only way.
0: <laughs> well, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, well done. I think whatever you did last time, it obviously worked. So I certainly wouldn't dissuade you from it again. But if you're listening to this and thinking, well, maybe a couple dozen of us are going to follow in Bamboo's footsteps, that might be a little bit of a different conversation. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, though. In the meantime, we can leave it here. And uh, yeah, congratulations again.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.